Hey friends, welcome to episode 65 of the Badass Midlife Podcast. Thanks so much for joining today. Today's uh, podcast is going to be based off an article I wrote called You Won't Have a Quality Life If Your Relationships Are Crap. And super true, but I had something recently happen with one of my daughters that made me realize that everything in life is about the relationships that you have all types of relationships, your personal ones, your work relationships, the relationships with the people you interact with very casually, that's everything. And that is what we're gonna talk about today. Hey friends, welcome to the Badass Midlife Podcast. This is the place where we talk about midlife hangups, what to let go of, what to hang on to, and how to move on and actually do your midlife like a badass. Enjoy the show. Hey friends, happy Tuesday. If you're joining me in real time, it's May. Isn't that super exciting? I feel wonderful about that. I just think that uh, at least in Chicago, it's been a really long winter. And even though we talk about, I love that, you know, I love the cold weather, man, is it time. Like we have just drawn this out as long as we possibly have enough already. So anyway, welcome to the Badass Midlife Podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about relationships in your life. Um, If you don't have good relationships in all different facets of your life, you're not gonna have a good quality life because in reality, things are all built on that foundation of how you interact with people. And it's unrealistic to think, I don't have to interact with any people. I just have my partner and I'm here at home and that's all I do every single day, but that's not reality. Everything is about the relationships. Part, the one with your partner, your family, friends, acquaintances, coworkers. And last but not least, the relationship with yourself. So your relationships lay the foundation for literally everything that you do in your life. And there's a quote by David Rockefeller that says, I am convinced that material things can contribute a lot to making one's life pleasant. But basically, if you do not have very good friends and relatives who matter to you, life will be really empty and sad and material things will cease to be important. So how about that? Like that just kind of sums it up in a nutshell and uh, that's the end of the podcast now. I just thought that was a really compelling uh, quote and just really wraps up what I'm trying to say. Like we, we can have everything in life, but if there's something wrong with one of our key relationships, we all know, we feel like our whole life's messed up. You know, the saying of you're only as happy as your saddest kid. Well, that kind of, you know, runs along with that as well. If you don't have kids, it's whatever that most recent um, interaction was in some kind of a relationship in your life, that's really as happy as you're going to be because as much as we think, well, I'm just going to forget about that that just happened with my cousin, with my sister, with my sister-in-law. You can't. It really stays with you and it impacts everything you do. Your relationships run continuously in the background of your entire day, all day, every day. So if you just had a terrible fight with a friend or your partner, it's going to impact the rest of the day, maybe even longer and I would say usually longer. No matter how well you can compartmentalize, that's what's going to happen. And the question is, why is that? 
Well, Lyons, sorry, licensed uh, clinical social worker Hillary Hendel explains that it is because our feelings and emotions actually contain an energy. And that energy wants to push up for expression by us while our body and our mind uses these really creative tactics to tamp them down. So this would be things like a muscular contraction, holding your breath, and then just anxiety and depression. So when your mind tries to block the emotions that you're feeling, it's gonna put stress on your body as well. And then the combination leads to physical ills, like a headache, insomnia, intestinal problems, uh, just honestly body aches. So is it any wonder that we would do everything in our power to avoid interacting with someone that there is some sort of a squabble or bad blood with? It's not, because you're trying to protect yourself. That's what we're trying to do. But avoiding that bad relationship is so much more toxic to you physically and emotionally than trying to just work through it once and for all. And this doesn't mean you need to just you know, go right up to this person in the situation and have an interaction. It just means that you gotta get right about things with yourself. So take steps to heal the way that that relationship impacts you and start by asking yourself questions like this. Number one, do I have anything to apologize for? Let that sit with you, right? If you do, this can literally be all it takes to get past this. If the answer is yes, then just go freaking do it. And if it's no, then it's time to move on, right? Move on. You don't have anything to apologize for. You feel 100% certain about that it wasn't on you, then go move on. Or look at this question, does carrying around this animosity help me in any way? So does this feeling of insecurity, this anger, this paranoia, this uh, just this feeling of uh, unrest with this situation, does this help me in any way? And of course, it's probably not helping you. How could it possibly be helping you? If it's something that you feel bad about, you go back to the first question. Maybe there is something you need to apologize for. And that's really the only one where it's like, okay, take that action. Whatever it is, if there's something you need to confront or air out or apologize for, that's 90% of the time what it's going to take to get past it. But if that is not the case and think you know does this actually help me in any way and if this relationship this toxicity isn't helping you in any way that's when we have to really keep keep digging right why is it that you're carrying this around why do you feel like this another question you might ask is what would happen if i just chose to accept this whole situation as it is and just move forward in the way that I want this relationship to be. Could I actually compartmentalize things in a way that if I just accept this is how that person is, this is how I want the relationship to be, it's probably not gonna change on their end, but I can still continue to go with my actions and the way I want the relationship to be every day. And if they accept it, fine. And if they don't and they continue to want to be sour, then that's fine too. 
but the quality of your life matters. So make it better anywhere you can. Is having good relationships involves behaving in ways to demonstrate your commitment, but the real heart of the matter lies in improving your communication style. So how are you going to go on from this point? How are you gonna improve this relationship? You're gonna commit to it, but how can you improve the way that you communicate going forward? So here are some little tweaks that you can make as you interact in relationships in your life that can make a really big difference. And they these little changes can literally improve any relationship in your life that you're having a little bit of friction in. Point number one, it's how you say it. People underestimate this. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. And it's kind of a big joke, but it's so true. This just means watch your tone. Do you hear yourself? Are you speaking in a tone that you'd never use with someone that you're meeting for the first time? Because we all know we're super nice to strangers. We save our best behavior for the strangers. We talk to strangers in a different tone than we talk to the people we love or need to be the kindest to in our lives. So don't save your engaging, kind communication style for strangers. Give that to the people you care for and love the most. You'll see immediate benefits, immediate. This is so true. I do this experiment with my daughters all the time because they, just like I, can feel how they're feeling. They can totally walk into a room and just get all whipped up into my energy. And if I just turn to them and say something really pleasant like, I'm so excited for today. I cannot wait for us to get together and go get that margarita. And then right after that, we're going to go to that show, right? Are you excited? That changes everything. Then they're just like, oh, they're deflated. They're like, okay, she's okay. She's okay, right? But if I just have something on my mind and I just am like, hey, guys, hey, yep, I'm going to go back here and get ready. It's everything. Then they're all pulled into that energy and then that impacts them. So how to improve that little interaction in that relationship is how you say everything. It's how you say it. Next, find the positive twist. So a lot of times things are super frustrating and then your knee-jerk reaction is to just bite someone's head off. But could you just pause and find the good or the positive in a situation, right? If you don't like the way your partner obsessively uh, is out in the garage cleaning when you're trying to be in there working on a project, instead of complaining about it or holding in just the frustration of, oh my God, you're just so clueless. I'm in here trying to do this, to do this little hobby because I'm trying to like get some mental space and relax and then here you are just like a little tornado in the garage trying to clean it like do you have to do this right now but realize that that person might be actually doing something good that tomorrow when you go out in the garage and try to find something you're gonna be really grateful that they did that so realize the good approach the situation from a more positive angle appreciate what they're trying to do but just communicate how it can be a little bit disruptive right now. 
but in a good way, again, back to how you say it. Because people that we love generally, they do want to do things to make us happy, but sometimes they have a really misguided idea of what that looks like. Hence, men and women, they're so different. So it doesn't hurt to speak up and in a respectful way while still being grateful and just explain kind of how you're seeing it from your angle. Third, and this is a biggie, don't expect anyone to be a psychic. You might be guilty of thinking that other people can read your mind and know what you need. And especially these relationships that you've had your whole life, whether it's a partner, you know, a sibling, uh, a, a child, parent, whatever. We just think that they're going to just know all the time. And a lot of times they do, but they're not even psychics, right? They're not even psychics can't know everything that you're thinking or how you're feeling in in any given moment. So if you need it, you need to ask for it or talk about it. If you want help and you expect your coworkers just to pick up on that, you're going to be waiting a minute, sister. So just ask for what you need in a polite way when you're calm. And people are generally, unless they're complete assholes, people are generally happy to help, but they just cannot read your mind. So there aren't, I don't know if I believe in psychics or not, but even if the people in your life are psychic, there was a psychic in that mix, they're still not going to know what you're thinking at any given moment. So don't be afraid to just, again, say respectfully, clear up any kind of uh, negativity from that uh, conversation that you're going to have. And just say it. Be very direct. Next, be grateful. Would it kill you to say thank thank you to somebody? Or to say, oh, I really appreciate that. We don't do that again with the people that we're closest to, that we should do it to the most, because those relationships are our lives and they sustain us. The people we love the most tend to be the ones that we don't want to waste our good manners or our Uh, social etiquette on as if those good manners and social etiquette and kindness are a limited resource. I only have so much kindness, so I'm not going to waste it on these people I'm around every day. Isn't that crazy? And this couldn't actually be a source of frustration to those people that you love because they're like, I see you over here being super nice to this guy. And yet you walk in the door, you come busting in and every, and you know, Now you're just talking to me like, I don't know, just like a dog. But if people would just treat each other like the way we treat strangers, things would get a lot better. And you and it's time to to say thank you and have that gratitude. If those people in your life see you being nice to others while you're being a tyrant to them, that really chips away at the bond of the relationship. So be the best person that you can be to the people you love and you know want to be around the most. Don't don't just act like it's a it's a limited resource like I said and you just you only have, you know, six kind things in your bucket for the day. So, let's see if I if I say two of them now before I leave the house, it only leaves me four and I don't want to be an asshole out there in the world. So, no. Be grateful. Say thank you. Say you appreciate something. Just Think of, you know, how you would act to a stranger. And it's just such a shame how we don't do that, you know. 
we just act better to uh, the people we're trying to make some kind of impression with, which is just absurd, you know? Next, actively listen, this is a toughie, and participate in the conversation. <clears throat> so, this means if you're talking to somebody, uh, whether it's a partner, so, you know, someone in your family, a coworker, whatever, eliminate the distractions and be a really good listener and commit to that. I think I've mentioned before, I have one daughter whose love language is whatever the one is that it's like undivided attention. <laughs> you can tell I don't really care about that one that much. But it's just like, it's quality time, I think. And she just, I can't even be looking somewhere else. I can't subtly glance over here and look at something that's happening over here on the site. No, she's like, look at me. She'll stop talking and just wait for me to look back. It's like, geez Louise, okay. But she's training me to be a really good, a better listener. I think I'm a really good listener, but she's training me to actually be better. So this is really more important than ever. And it's a huge factor in most relationships. So from kids to partner to coworker, boss, friend, everyone is busy, but you're not so busy that you can't just turn your phone over or put it aside or turn off the TV. Show some respect to the conversation and really be in the moment. Let me say that again in the moment no text or no notification is so important that it should diminish the importance of the conversation at hand that's really disrespectful and when you're actively listening and participating it's going to strengthen the relationship it's going to strengthen that conversation in that moment and it's just going to continue to build a really good foundation for that relationship next own your feelings if you feel a certain way don't sit there and just uh, shove that down. Be really clear and communicate that. And sometimes it might feel like that's going to be uh, too harsh or too blunt. But in the long run, it's the right thing to do. And it can be a real time saver for you. But if your partner, let's say, brings up a little argument that you had because, you know, they think it's so funny, but it actually really bothers you, then you need to say that. So rather than just let that boil inside to where it's like, oh, it's funny the first two times, but now, you know, eight times later, I, you know, I'm kind of not laughing anymore. So rather than just letting that boil up and just make a decision like this is because they totally don't respect me or this is just totally because they're trying to make me feel bad. Instead of letting that kind of just erupt inside of you and take over the story just own it just say how it makes you feel like this was funny for a second and now the more you say it you kind of keep like adding on little things and it feels like you're kind of making fun of me so can you just stop most of the time people don't have any idea how much something bothers you unless you're really clearly telling them because we're so unique in that way you know some people can just take slinging arrows all day long and they're just laughing because like nothing can stick to them right and then there's other people whose uh crust isn't quite so hard you know and they're sensitive about stuff but so we don't always know you know but if if you have any doubt right just don't be that person that is not going to speak up be a person that when you feel something and you're starting to get that you know that little gut like okay this is really starting to piss me off speak up speak up people don't know unless you're telling them 
Next, reinforce and give some good feedback, good or bad. If you're like something's really good or you're grateful for a particular action or something someone said, be nice. Show some appreciation. Talk about how much it meant to you. This is like positive reinforcement, caught you being good when, you, you know, little kids in school. It's really underrated and it's another one of those things that we say for strangers. And we do it with strangers, but really keep it nice and locked away when it comes to the people that we really care about. Positive reinforcement and little uh, acts of appreciation really help inspire more of the same. It inspires more reciprocation of that. So recognize those little things and it will help those people feel loved and valued, but it'll also, over time, it may not be immediate, inspire them to do the same and show a little positive reinforcement and good feedback to you. And finally, be respectful in the conversation, even if that means to not have the conversation. So being a respectful communicator just means, obviously you're not gonna interrupt, shout, use a dismissive you know, hand gesture, a tone or body language or lose your cool. If you feel like something's about to boil over and you can't access <laughs> your respectful, polite tone, it's okay to take a beat, go outside, think it through, breathe. You wouldn't really snap on a coworker or your boss in those moments. You would know to walk away. You would know to just take a minute, go to the bathroom, clear your head, and then come back. So why not demonstrate that same level of control and consideration to those in your life that you're actually close to, that you love? That's where the stakes are truly the highest. It's really nothing new uh, that being a good communicator is a, just a cornerstone of solid relationships, but it's often seen as being like really complicated. But if you really think about these little tips that I talked about today, remember that people's needs are really, really simple when you get right down to it. It's really simple. When you hear that things fall apart in a relationship, it's like, well, she just, she never called when this happened. Or we just lost touch because I cared more about the relationship than she did. Right? Those just little things. People, it's very simple. They just want to be respected and heard and paid attention to appreciated, loved. That's all people really want. You don't need to think that this is any real complicated system to build good relationships. It's respect. It's listening, paying attention, showing that you appreciate them. Even in those moments where it's so annoying, there's some good in there. There's some good in there. It's simple, but it's just not always easy in our, you know, really chaotic world. Seth Godin said, I learned that a long walk and a calm conversation are an incredible combination if you want to build a bridge. I talk about sometimes building a bridge a lot of times. It's really weird. That's been coming up a lot in my conversation lately where we have a situation that we're in right now. There's a reality, right? There's a reality of tension in this situation with maybe these two people more, right? Or more. And then there's this place where we just know we need to be and we need to just build a bridge. What's it gonna take? Well, likely it's gonna take one of these things. It's 
you know, giving some feedback, reinforcing the good, owning how you actually feel so that it can really be cleared up for them. Talk, but then also listen and really listen, pay attention. Um, And, you know, in also those moments, like don't expect someone to read your mind and be a psychic, right? Look at the situation and find whatever the positive is. And again, watch your tone. To me, when you have a conversation and all those things are in play and you're really thinking about all of those ways that you can improve the interaction, you'll build that bridge. You need to just take stock. We all do. We all need to take stock of the valued relationships in our lives and really commit to applying some simple little tweaks like we talked about today and improve the communication style. And most of all, pay attention to the small stuff, those small little things where you're like, instead of looking down at my phone right now, if I just kept my eyes on them, not only would it show them that they matter more than that call in the moment, but that will be a continuing lingering message that you're sending for down the road. Say no that no matter what, you're going to be having your eyes on them. So it's those little things. So I just want to encourage you, friends, to think about all those little things that we talked about today and really um, imagine how much your relationships can improve by just considering those little actions that you can take to show someone that they matter and don't save that stuff for the strangers. Do it with the people you love the most because relationships matter. And like I said, if your relationships are crap, even if one of them is crap, you're going to feel a little bit bogged down and your life's just not going to be as great. So there are probably relationships from your past that you need to mend and you can probably apply one of these tactics to get there. Usually it's the apology. Do the apology if you need to. But anyway, that is all I have for you today, my friends. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next time. Hey friends, if you enjoy the show now more than ever, I would really appreciate you sharing it with a friend. Let them know about us because we're getting ready to do some really fun, cool things for women in midlife. And I think that you're gonna enjoy it a ton. Also, please subscribe so that you can get every episode as it comes out and leave us a five-star review. I look forward to talking to you soon.